0: Give me some of your tots. I even said, blood of a hen. Of blood. I ate his liver with some father beans. Nice piante. pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hello, hello, and welcome to the Cooking Show. This is a weekly culinary podcast where I cook something and then tell you about it (laughs) it's pretty simple all right this week we are making a chicken paprikash and i'd said last week that you know i had a couple kind of back-to-back chicken recipes and then after this one we'll move on to something else but we are in the chicken days of summer You know, the chicken trees are filled with chickens, so we've been eating a lot of chicken lately. Today we're making chicken paprikash. This is a Hungarian recipe that, if I were to describe this to somebody, I would say that this is a Hungarian stroganoff that features chicken as the protein. You know, you think about your beef stroganoff as like a savory sour cream infused Russian dish. Paprikash is like the Hungarian analog to that, I think. As per usual, the show notes will contain the straightforward recipe. Uh, there are no hard to find or hard to source ingredients there are no special equipment that you will need for this recipe so that's pretty simple uh, also in the show notes you'll have a link to the imager album which will have a photographic like step by step to making this recipe i try real hard to make those nice pictures and i think there's hmm probably close to 20 up there for this recipe. So check that out if you want to see like what it's supposed to look like at this particular step in the recipe. Check out that image or album. So without further ado, let's move on. Chicken, pepper, cash. Here are the ingredients we are using. Uh, For this one, four chicken legs and four chicken thighs. You can use a whole chicken and just break it down into bone-in, skin-on, uh, parts, you know, chi- uh, breast, wings, thighs, legs, etc. The last couple recipes that I made were chicken breast recipes. So I had a number of legs and thighs because I process my own chickens, you know, so every chicken has all these parts. So I had legs and thighs available, and because this is kind of a, a braise or like a slow cooker type of thing, the dark meat portions of the chicken work really well for that. So four chicken legs, four chicken thighs, bone in, skin on. Three tablespoons of olive oil, two yellow onions that you're going to dice. They don't have to be huge, but you also don't want them to be super small two medium-sized yellow onions check the pictures you'll see how big my onions were eight ounces of mushrooms sliced now I had half a mind to go use fresh chanterelles for this because they are in season right now if I go up in the woods there's probably a million of them but who knows when you're gonna be making this who knows if you have access to chanterelles you can use cremini you can use white button mushrooms you use portobello whatever eight ounces of mushrooms sliced four cloves of garlic chopped three tablespoons of paprika. Now there's lots of different types of paprika. Obviously, making a Hungarian dish, you may want to, for authenticity's sake, stick with Hungarian paprika. But even within that umbrella, you have have hot, you have sweet, you have smoked, whatever. However you want this to taste, feel free to mix those three tablespoons of paprika, you know, whether it's a mix of sweet and hot, smoked and hot smoked and sweet whatever i just used three tablespoons of sweet smoked paprika and turned out great you know two cups of chicken stock or chicken broth one cup of sour cream two tablespoons of butter three tablespoons of flour and enough salt and pepper to season the chicken and to season the the onions and the the mushrooms whenever you're cooking those all right now we're going to start off by seasoning the chicken all over salt and pepper, real easy. Put all of the olive oil into a heavy, large pan. If you have a large saute pan, if you have a large pan that you can use on the stove and then move directly into the oven, that would be great to minimize the amount of dishes that you're creating here. Heat the olive oil in the pan, medium high heat, and then brown all of the chicken on all sides. If your pan isn't big enough to accommodate all of the chicken, work in shifts. Put it in there. Each side will take roughly four to five minutes. Move it around, get it going, get a a nice sear, browning the outside, the skin, the exposed flesh, or whatever, and then take that chicken off onto a platter, set it aside while we build up the rest of the sauce. Okay? At this point, whenever you've removed the chicken from the pan and your pan is hot, your pan is dirty, go preheat the oven to 300 degrees. Come back to your hot pan and add your diced onions to the pan. You want to move those onions around. I like to use a wooden spoon for this kind of thing. Keep moving them around. You want to just sweat the onions. You don't want to caramelize them. You don't want to brown them. You kind of just want them to be soft and translucent. Okay. at that point, add your mushrooms to the onions and salt and pepper the whole mixture at this point okay the reason that we are holding off on the salt and pepper until the mushrooms go into the pan is because the salt will help the mushrooms release some of their liquid as they as they cook here and it sort of speeds up the process so we're going to salt and pepper the the mushrooms and the onions together move keep those moving around until your mushrooms are soft and shiny I don't want to say translucent because they're not. They're mushrooms. You can't see through them, but you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like whenever the mushrooms have become like sauteed mushrooms, when they're wet and squishy. (laughs) It's such an appetizing description, but that's what you're going for. At that point, you can add your garlic to the mixture. Uh, You don't want the garlic to really cook that much. It's going to impart its flavor to the sauce so add it at the end toss it around mix everything up so that everything's evenly distributed and you can then add your chicken stock to your onions once your chicken stock's in there you should be on like medium-high heat uh wait until that comes to like a lively simmer you know when it starts to boil a little bit then you can add all that paprika to the sauce and then you're going to stir that mix it through it should incorporate fairly readily and easily. Uh, I want to avoid saying stir it until it dissolves because the paprika really won't dissolve. It will just sort of um, evenly distribute itself throughout the liquid. It's not like salt where it's going to dissolve and disappear and become bound up in the molecular structure of the the sauce. It's just going to be evenly distributed there. At this point, you can reduce the heat on the stovetop to medium, to even medium-low. You just want to kind of keep this at uh, barely a simmer or just hot, okay? In a separate pan, we're gonna make a roux from the butter and the flour, and this is gonna be used to thicken the sauce. If you don't wanna do this part, I mean, it's not difficult, but it's like you can eliminate this step by simply adding a tablespoon of cornstarch to the sour cream that we're gonna add at the end of the recipe. The reason that I like to do the flour roux Uh, step is because it feels a little bit more authentic to me than substituting cornstarch as a as a thickener but in the separate pan melt the butter on medium-high heat and when that butter is bubbling and and starting to threaten to brown a little bit add the flour and stir that again like using a wooden spoon stir it so it's completely incorporated into the butter and what you're really doing here is getting each particle of flour to be coated by the fat of the butter but there are billions of particles of flour so it's it's not super productive to explain it that way so really you're just going to be moving that butter around it's going to absorb a lot of that i'm sorry move the flour around it's going to absorb a lot of that butter and it'll start working as a like a fluid mass where it's all one it's all one material at this point point. and you want to do that until it starts to take on a little bit of color like a little bit of a, a golden brown blonde sort of color i mean you're literally making a blonde roux um, at that point you can remove that from the heat and uh, slowly incorporate that into the sauce take that that butter flour mixture with the the wooden spoon scrape it into the sauce and then stir it to incorporate that into the sauce that as it cooks will thicken the sauce and, and give it a nice texture okay at this point return the chicken to the pan of the sauce uh, you don't have to like stir it around or get the sauce all over it the sauce is it will it will penetrate the chicken while you're while you're baking it and you're also going to be moving the chicken in and out of the sauce uh, at least one more time so get the chicken back into the sauce single layer preferably cover it and then into the 300 degree oven for two hours. This will incorporate all the ingredients in the sauce, get them to all marry together, kind of meld together. It will finish cooking the chicken because you only browned it, you didn't cook it all the way through. And it will, like I said, it'll it'll allow the sauce to permeate the chicken and, and flavor that all the way through, as well as uh, severely tenderizing the chicken. You're using these well-worked uh, chicken parts, the legs and the thighs, So in this essentially braise, in this wet heat for an extended period of time, that will make the chicken very, very tender and delicious. After two hours, remove your pan from the oven, remove the lid, and again, remove the chicken from the sauce and set it aside on a platter or a plate or something, and stir the sour cream into the sauce. Um, you probably want to use a whisk you're not going to be like whisking it like you're trying to make whipped cream or something like that but the many tines of the whisk will help to break down the sour cream so that it evenly distributes into the sauce because you want this to take on a a consistent smooth sort of texture and color it's going to take your sauce from like a garnet red up to pink almost orange color it's going to be really pretty very nice very pleasing to the eye of course it smells incredible with the paprika tons of onions and and this like the long slow cooking process gives you a great aroma from the food okay and uh, at this point now you can either return the chicken to the sauce and then serve it out of this pan of sauce or you could ladle the sauce over the chicken on a platter to be served that way or as i did i plated individually and then um and then sauced the chicken that way Um, but regardless it's a fairly simple big flavor i mean this is This is um, like concentrated paprika flavor, aroma, everything. Again, another recipe of inexpensive ingredients with a big flavor outcome. So I hope you enjoy this one. Chicken paprikash. Talk to you guys next week.